Welcome to In Between. Right now, I'm sitting in uh, some friends' place. And these friends have already left for Diwali because it's the Friday before Diwali weekend. And uh, most people right now are boarding buses and trains, uh, heading home, wherever home is, or meeting relatives somewhere, either back in the village or in some town, to celebrate Diwali, which is the... Um, it's a Hindu festival and it kind of, it's it equals Christmas more or less because it's like the most important family gathering kind of a festival of the year. It's uh, the festival of lights. That's how people know it and it has a Hindu background. So most of my friends have already left Delhi. But I'm still here because my train only leaves in a few hours. That's why right now I'm sitting here and kind of enjoying the festive vibe in the city. Because a friend has invited me to go to Kanpur. That's uh, where her family is from and celebrate Diwali with her and her family. So I'm extremely excited. And it's interesting how somehow the Diwali mood or this festive mood or whatever is going on has changed the character of the same old streets I already know quite well or I've seen or yeah suddenly I see s small lights everywhere they're called dias it's like they're made out of clay and then they're filled with oil and there's some they put like a rope in it and then they burn it and it's like small candles so already now I can see many of them around that's why the festival of lights but also electronic lights are everywhere like similar to how we have them at Christmas time but they're usually a bit more colorful and shiny and nervously sparkling. And it's interesting how in the last, I would say, one to two weeks, slowly everywhere in Delhi, more and more houses um, started to be decorated with these small little lights. More and more like one house, second house. Now I see most of the houses have some kind of decoration, either the dias or the electronic lights. And it's... Yeah, it's interesting how it slowly came, the whole festive vibe. And now it's everywhere. And when I walked along the streets, I saw uh, a lot of families and people talking, probably wishing each other a happy Diwali. And so there's, yeah, a different mood. Like, yeah, enchanting the streets I know so well. Although I feel like Delhi is like a home for me, a lot of... Yeah, there are these moments when you still feel like an outsider again, like a stranger in a country, especially when it's about the festival you don't really understand or a festival when everyone is with his family. And it's somehow also nice because you're reminded that you're a stranger or you're reminded, yeah, another strange person in a big city discovering this new place. So, yeah, it's kind of beautiful. And yeah, I have to say I was a little bit nervous <laughs> when uh, at 4.30 a.m. in the morning the Uber was coming to get me because uh, I think as I mentioned earlier maybe uh, a friend of mine had invited me to come to Kanpur. It's like a smaller city to celebrate Diwali with her. It was a very spontaneous plan and she booked all the tickets for me like last minute the train tickets and everything and so all I had to do <laughs> in the morning was like order that uber and get into it and drive to the train station and that's what i did but i was nervous because i haven't taken 
a chain in India for a longer time since long. So I was like, oh, am I going to manage? How is it going to be? But yeah, then it was already interesting, like driving the same streets to in a very odd hour because all the streets, which I only know very busy and full of rickshaws and all, were like completely empty. So it's as if the street also has a double life, like one life at night, which I don't know, and one life in the daytime. That was beautiful. And then I got to the train station and it was all not as crowded as I would have thought it would be because of Diwali and the whole festival rush. And um, it was super easy. I found the right track and the right place to stand and wait for my compartment. And uh, there are different classes of trains. So normally I always traveled with sleeper. And sleeper is like the class where... There are bars on the windows and the windows are open and you feel the wind and everything. And it's not like general compartment lower class people, but it's more, let's say, working class. While she booked for me a third AC ticket and that's uh, yeah, a bit better. And I had never traveled with these kind of trains, so I wasn't sure how to get it. Yeah, then I waited for the train to come and I just really like uh, traveling by train and going to stations in India because there are so many scenes which we don't see like I don't know there are some places where there's like water and you have some water taps people are like brushing their teeth washing their faces all standing there so many people in colorful clothes with tons of luggage which is sometimes packed in interesting ways at least for us and the families sitting together on the floor it's yeah it's just beautiful scenes to see and yeah then the train came and I went inside and um, yeah, all was actually relatively easy. And then the train left and uh, yeah, I love <laughs> using the train in India because uh, very fast you get into some more rural areas and especially if you're driving, like using the train in the day, you can see so much outside and you see all these rural places and the sceneries and all it seems like pictures like some photographs of some i don't know like the field green fields women women in colorful saris carrying stuff or men with like turbans and uh like all these things for working in the fields and it's just beautiful like and it makes me feel like wow i don't know anything of that country like i've lived here a year maybe and i've seen a few cities but most of the population I feel or a huge chunk of the population lives in villages in very rural ways which I have never seen and yeah, it makes me feel like I don't know anything every time and I need to go there more and find out more so yeah I love that when it reminds me of that and uh, the good thing was also the guy next to me uh, he then started to talk to me and we had like a, an interesting conversation for two hours because uh, he is also the same age as I am. He's working in Delhi. He works in a company which uh, assembles smartphones. It's a Chinese company. So that was very interesting. He talked about this, the way he lives in Delhi with his roommates, about marriage and his family, because, of course, he also went home for Diwali. And uh, again, it it struck me how shaped lives are. Like here, like how it's clear that now he got that job he has like now more responsibility he's climbing higher and higher on the career path and but then marriage is gonna come then kids are gonna come like how it's so clear how the life is gonna unfold 
for so many people here and this always strikes me as something interesting so yeah it was super nice to talk to that guy and two hours went by so fast I got out of the train and uh, already in the train people kept looking at me like who are you and what are you doing here because Kanpur is not exactly a tourist place so I don't think many people go there and I felt like this even more when I got out of the train in Kanpur itself because uh, already the crowd of people there was very different it was like more definitely more rural people and there was really no foreigner at all and really people looked at me like just curious like why are you here <laughs> and uh, I love the station in Kampur like the whole station has a lot of characters very beautiful and also there are bookstalls and because it was morning at 10 when I arrived like all the people selling food were just arriving and yeah shouting uh, what kind of things they are selling and people jumped from the trains to get some food and went back inside and it was like the whole morning scenery I just really loved it it was super cool and then I waited and my friend came to pick me up with her driver and uh, we went to do some little bit of grocery shopping like to get a few things for the house and she told me how everyone is so excited to meet me but how they're so scared and nervous will I eat the same food as them will I be okay with her <laughs> with the Indian toilets they even cleaned all the bathrooms and uh, how will I find it and, uh, yeah it made me even more nervous but she and her sister who has also met me they tried to calm the family down that it will be fine and they had bought so much bottled water although the normal refined water people drink at home I mean by now I can drink it also nothing happens so many fruits and things and if they should get toast and stuff like toast or cereal or something for breakfast in case I don't like it and I was like no guys I'll eat whatever you eat and do whatever you do <laughs> please but yeah so then I got a little nervous but then when I got there people were extremely welcoming it was like uh, the sister I already knew was there her brother was there I met the mother and later the father and all were so nice and welcoming and we were talking and I, I uh, freshened up a little bit and uh, yeah I got a whole of course a house tour and it's a really nice house like it has a lot of different corners so many relatives are also living there and it's like the perfect house to grow up in because there are so many corners to play and it was really beautiful. It has a jungle in the backyard, like a real jungle, and uh, it's close to a zoo, so people can even hear the lions roar, but at the moment the lion is sick and the whole village, know, uh, not village, the whole city knows that, but uh, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's a very beautiful place. So g they gave me a whole house tour and... <sighs> but yeah I enjoyed like all the small memories from the house which they shared with me and how everyone came along and they explained me about their family and about themselves and all and eventually I gave them my Diwali gifts because there's a big culture of giving gifts at festivals in India and this is very scary especially for someone like me who doesn't really understand what's appreciate, um, appropriate and what not and <laughs> so but I think my gifts were yeah I don't know they were appropriate I guess so because I was like pestering all my Indian friends what should I bring what should I bring <laughs> so I brought some Swiss chocolate of course some uh, 
some lamps, some nice uh, clay candles, like some dias, like the typical ones also, and some notebooks and many other things, but I think it was fine. And uh, yeah, while I was there, relatives came and went and came to meet me and talk a bit in Hindi with me and a lot of people, a constant coming and going and eventually also the servants came and go, the maids. So I already met the driver, there was another driver and then there were like two mates, mother and daughter and they were all, I could see that they are all treated with a lot of like, as if they are also family members, like they choke together, laugh together, make fun. So a kind of relation like I have rarely seen it in India because a lot of people, I don't know, the relationship with the servants is kind of as if the servants don't exist. Or I don't really know. For me, it's like there is this barrier between the people because they maybe, I think it's caste and class and a lot of things I don't really understand. But uh, yeah, I I have always found it so interesting, the employers and the servants, how this works in India. And But it seemed to be really sweet here, what I saw, but still very different lives. Yeah, I, of course, uh, the mother cooked food for me and... Uh, homemade Indian food is just amazing and uh, a lot of rotis and different vegetables and there was one thing so it's a dish made of eggplant which like eggplant which is roasted and has a very smoky taste and it's just amazing and uh, there was the best bag in Kabarta which I've ever eaten and I was like loving it and I praised it so much that <laughs> the last day when I left the mother cooked it again for me <laughs> because she knew I loved it so much so that was super sweet and yeah it was extremely good and uh, yeah we were hanging around a lot also with the siblings and all and uh, eventually I asked my friend uh, okay so you have to tell me again so what is Diwali about again? Why are we celebrating? What are we celebrating? And what is going to happen? And uh, then she, of course, took a lot of time to explain me everything. And she also agreed for me to like record it and put parts of it into the podcast. So I'm very happy that for once you don't have to go with my shitty explanation, but also have an explanation of someone else. <laughs> so she said that she can explain it in two parts. So one is... Um, the story which is behind like a religious kind of a story and the other one is like what people just do and um yeah she told me the story and i'm sure it's a very short version and an easier version like less complex version of what's happening and i will like cut it down even more so that it's possible to grasp what's happening in a few minutes in when it comes to diwali I will try to explain it in my words and her words as good as I can. So as far as I understood, the story goes like this. There was a king and the king had three queens, so three wives. And all of the three wives have sons, which are also already married. And like that's how it starts. And uh, the rule says that uh, the, son, the eldest son of the first queen is going to be the one following up on the throne. But... Uh, the story goes that uh, the third queen had a maid. All of them had maids, but that maid was very sharp-minded and she didn't like the fact that the first queen's son is going to be on the throne and not the third queen's son. 
So she kept feeding that kind of thought into the third queen's mind, like telling her what Yushan should be king and this and that. Till the third queen herself, like the youngest queen, she also started believing that and she created some drama. She was like crying and throwing a tantrum and uh, locking herself into the palace till the king came and asked her what's happening queen and she said I'm only gonna come out if you um, will fulfill two wishes for me and she said of course anything you want and then she said so the first one my son is gonna be king and the second one uh, I want the oldest son of the first queen so the one guy who actually should have been on the throne I want him to go into exile for like 14 years <laughs> and uh, that's where the story actually starts or the story which I also already knew um, because the oldest son's name is Ram so he's Lord Drama, God Rama and so he was sent into exile with his wife Sita also a goddess and uh, there was another brother of him coming along and uh, then Rama and Sita went into the exile and um, that's where the famous story actually begins because then and this is a longer story but to make it very short there is a kind of a demon or so in north india people think he's a demon and he's a bad person and a while in south in parts of south india and also in sri lanka people worship raman they don't think he's a bad guy they think he's uh, actually very smart and he in other occasions has been really good so it's a very contradictory figure like but anyway, this Raman, he comes and kidnaps Sita. And then Ram has to go to Sri Lanka and find Sita and fight Ravan and eventually come back with Sita. And this is where Diwali comes into play. So after, so the story goes that on Choti Diwali, that's the first day of Diwali, like the small Diwali, uh, people, the news have reached to the people that uh, Ram and Sita are coming back. And then they go to South India and only on the second day of Diwali, the real Diwali, they actually reach uh, North India. But while they are coming, people started to put light candles, clean their houses and light candles everywhere to to make them feel, yeah, to welcome Z Ram and Sita. So Diwali is a festival. We celebrate or you can say we welcome uh, Lord Rama and Goddess Sita back and we celebrate like litting up the lamp hmm. I mean in old tradition we used to lit the lamp and uh, clean our house clean our house make different type of uh, sweets in our home and uh, I mean yeah so this was a basic but what nowadays people are doing yes we are using some Chinese lights to decorate <laughs> our house you can see it outside I mean, we also believe, okay, still God is watching us <coughs> so that we can believe like uh, if Lord Rama is going uh, above somewhere on the heaven or on the sky, he can see we are also welcoming him. <laughs> so it's a, it's a gesture of uh, giving a respect and welcome to Lord Rama. So it is a celebration which is coming from that year till today. So this is the one thing. Mm. Apart from this, Diwali is also a celebration it's a time when all the family members come together, celebrate this uh, festival because we three things are, are here. First is uh, welcoming old tradition. This is Lord Rama uh, arrival. Second is cleaning your house 
it's a believe like today's days the for goddess lakshmi so hmm. goddess lakshmi is uh, is the goddess of wealth and money so today is the day you have to impress her she will come and visit each and every house <laughs> it's a blind believe okay it's not like that she is not going to come but it's a believe today she is going to visit each and every house of india she will look at the each and every corner of your house so we clean each and everything for us diwali you should put new clothes new bed sheet new curtain um, everything is new for us okay to impress her. to impress her <laughs> <laughs> so today we what we do apart from celebrating the diwali and lighting up uh, lights and lamp and candles we worship our all our documents very important documents for example which is related to bank any paper which is related to land any paper which is related to your new car new scooty two wheeler four wheeler whatever it is your shop's document everything because we believe if you'll worship them today we are worshiping uh, goddess lakshmi so she will be impressed she will be happy and then she will give us more and more uh, you know prosperity in that department <laughs> and you really take the documents out and you bring them for the yeah we, we yeah you can see it uh, today we all <laughs> we take all the documents out we put in front of our uh, this um, temple small temple whatever we have in our house and we worship them as well This is so interesting. I'm so excited to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from this, we also cel- uh, like not celebrate, but we uh, worship all the weapons. If reason behind, we believe like because today, as Lord Rama came with his wife, so it is a belief. Okay, it's a symbol of peace and calm. Okay, we are we don't want any war. Apart from this, we believe this is the festival when all come together. leaving behind all our issues all our fights what we had in our past we celebrate together we eat together we you know do this firecrackers uh, burning firecrackers thing together uh, so this is diwali and yeah i guess now you know it's all about food sweets <laughs> exchanging sweets or gifts mm-hmm. to your known person to your relatives meeting with your relatives enjoying it yeah that's it and uh yeah the next day again we had so much time of like spending together and there's something so beautiful in in indian families in the sense that you spend so much time like lying on beds together just lying and chilling which somehow is so informal and brings you so closer than and it makes me feel like oh we are so formal whenever we invite guests we sit all straight on our chairs or sofas that it's yeah it's a completely different thing like i keep thinking yeah somehow there was huge discussion what i should be wearing and uh, i don't know without me even realizing how it happened the whole photo shoot started and people were <laughs> dressing me up in sarees and lehengas and traditional dresses and uh, but it's no wonder because like one of the girls studies uh, fashion styling and another one is interested into makeup and so they had a lot of fun creating this photo shooting and I also had a lot of fun trying these things although I always feel like oh god <laughs> it's a bit too much but uh that was definitely funny and uh and 
<laughs> yeah eventually also people know that i do acrobatics and uh, so somehow a whole headstand party started and a lot of the siblings wanted to try headstands and i assisted them and uh, it's so funny how like people build theories all the time about like being thin and why i am so thin or why who is thin or theories like ah oh, okay hat stand ah oh, that must be because the blood flow in your head is more so you will get less gray hair it must be good because of this or oh it's <laughs> tanya's skin is so clean because she doesn't have a lot of oily food in her country or whatever it is there's so many theories always being made up right then and there like why the body reacts like this and it's a very different way of approaching things which i find so interesting because i still feel like people have a very interesting relation here to their bodies to exercise to workout and also the way people tell each other like oh you got fat or oh you lost weight is like very straightforward in a way which we would find insulting but here it's completely fine and uh yeah it's still weird for me to experience that sometimes uh or <laughs> for example also um some of my friends at the moment they make fun of me they keep asking me like Oh since you come back from Switzerland you know we didn't know there's malnourishment in Switzerland you are so thin <laughs> when i go to the houses they greet me with oh oh god hi tanya we have forgotten how thin you look <laughs> and um yeah it's such a different approach like very straightforward but i'm getting used to it and yeah of course people were coming and putting into the house and out of the house the whole day relatives and friends and there was a little bit of show off happening so like uh, the father would call me like like a kid hey come here idrao idrao come here and uh, then he would ask me so he would say yeah she understands hindi she's from switzerland she understands everything like ah oh, tanya what did we eat yesterday or where did we go yesterday and then i have to tell it in hindi to impress everyone and that's still yeah interesting way of showing off with me but of course i would do it <laughs> yeah interesting and um and also i'm very nervous i'm very bad when i'm the center of attention which can't be avoided in these kind of situations but uh, yeah and uh, another funny thing for me was also that uh so when we finally chose what we're going to wear we gave the clothes for ironing and a few hours later the brother was supposed to get the clothes and then he came back he was like guys the, <laughs> the laundry guy is drunk he doesn't even remember that uh we gave him clothes so he just asked me like you you came you gave me clothes what and then uh, i took another half an hour to an hour till we could get the clothes because uh, we had given everything at once and <laughs> the guy was still drunk when he we finally got the clothes but yeah <laughs> that was a little drama which i found very funny and uh, then it was already time for pooja so we went to the shop of an uncle like it's a pharmacy and there was already the whole the small little idols of gods were ready the things that were supposed to be offered and worshiped were ready the documents were ready and uh, so we had a small puja there and we like there was mantras there was singing and uh, feeding of the gods and all kinds of things and there was the arti where you have to hold like some tray with candles and you have to move it clockwise and of course i was included in all the rituals or also for example um there is a ritual in which you 
at the end of all of this you stand in a line and then you get some money some prashad like after worshipping you get something and it's like some sweets and rice crispy kind of crisps and some money 100 rupees and that sense and uh, people touch your feet and you have to slap on their back and say kushrao like stay happy like have a happy life and uh, a lot of small little things which yeah people were encouraging me a lot to take part although most of the time I didn't really know what's happening and how it's happening but I think that's part of it and uh, then we went home and did the same puja twice more once in the family's home and once in some aunt's home and it's really like all the people are being squeezed into a tiny room where there's like the yeah the place for the house god and then again the puja is taking place the rituals there are bells there's horns there's some kind of a shell through which you can make a sound there's some mantras that are supposed to be sung and yeah at home people it it seems like a little party <laughs> like a lot of yeah very enthusiastic singing which is very funny and uh, just very interesting so re- religion is lived so different from at home and yeah, it was so nice to be part of it and even for the singing like uh, I can read uh, Devnagri like the Hindi script but I'm very slow so they opened it in English for me that I can also sing along <laughs> which was still hard but uh, definitely fun and also how like a lot of the younger people are not taking it so seriously they're talking and joking and pictures and while the whole puja is going on so so many things are going on After we did that ritual twice, we went out to burn some crackers, like a fireworks, but a lot of them were like, <laughs> they are, you cannot even watch them because they are so loud that you have to hold close both of your ears and turn away. <laughs> Very weird and I don't even want to think about the pollution and all that comes with it. And while the whole cracker bursting was going on, <laughs> some neighbors came and pulled me into their house and wanted to give me sweets and uh, I really hate Indian sweets there are very few sweets I like because for me I think for most Swiss people for our taste it's just too sweet it's hard to enjoy <laughs> and they nearly put it into your mouth and there's just of course some filming going on like for Swiss standards like when it comes to privacy this is so different and yeah just just funny I wish I could have eaten more sweets but I ha- I knew if I allow one neighbor to feed me sweets then uh, I'm going to be doomed and <laughs> all others think they can do the same so I had even already had way more sweets that I wanted <laughs> but there was always some sibling of my friend who would save me or would show me a place to hide the rest of the sweets which I don't want to eat and <laughs> so that was also cute and yeah I tried my best but uh, it's difficult and yeah then we went back and then some kind of dance party developed so like on the TV someone would connect his phone and we would play different YouTube videos and everyone would be dancing and all generations would be dancing together like in the living room and I love that it's so much fun and it's so light and so cool and all generations together we I don't know we don't really have this kind of culture at home and I was loving it Oh, my God.
Yeah, but I, I, the whole, when I was saying goodbye, I realized like how much the family actually, how warm they were with me, how much they integrated me into their jokes and made me a part of it and how beautiful it was. Like I, I really don't have any words for all of this and how many, all the uncle and aunts, everyone was like really taking care of me. So making sure I understand the rituals or trying to teach me some Hindi or like, I don't know, so that there's like something so welcoming informal beautiful and welcoming making you feel at home in indian culture which i i haven't seen in other places like it's nowhere else and it's so amazing so yeah i don't have words for how warm i felt when i went back and uh sat in the train again and like uh and last time i haven't really talked a lot about the topic search in the last episode that's why i want to do a bit more of that now i talked about the influencer topic or like the social media topic and why i'm by now doubting and the questions i have and that i maybe should meet more people and look into it so that was one thing but there are a few other topics in my mind actually uh, that i want to talk about uh, one of them has also something to do with social media and it's about different online platforms which offer some alternative kind of journalism or media practices like uh, platforms which make voices heard which usually are not given a lot of space in mainstream media and one of them, for example, is Feminism in India. It's a platform for which gathers a lot of feminist news, feminist yeah, written pieces, articles. And yeah, it has something new. Whenever something happens in the country, for sure, there will be a smart article on it. They're also organizing a lot of campaigns, like offline campaigns. And uh, yeah, it's an interesting, different take on news. There's another one which is called Youth Kiawas, like the, the voice of the youth. And uh, there it's basically civil, civic journalism which is going on. So who, you don't need to be a journalist to write. So whoever has a computer or a phone can write in either English or Hindi, so Devanagari scripture. This person can just write a piece like an opinion piece or talk about some news or some issue in their community or whatever it is send send it and then some lectures will go over it and then it will be published but it's quite interesting so you hear voices which in normal mainstream media in india you usually don't hear and i always enjoy it a lot yeah a lot because it's very different there's also another organization i recently discovered it's um yeah, an organization of only women, only female journalists. And uh, they broadcast about uh, rural news. So rural news in, the, in uh, their own like local dialects and a lot of issues from villages. And they have the claim that this is also news. That's what they say. So they highlight a lot of these issues, which is also a very yeah, interesting organization. And I think in many ways, I'm somehow interested in their work. I cannot really put my finger down yet what it is that I'm interested in. And I also talked with some of the professors I met about it. And uh, one of them said that, mm, yeah, maybe you're interested in these 
new worlds they are envisioning with their work or maybe what really interests you is or what you should be finding out is uh, uh, what new ways of being ethical are being produced through these kind of platforms or this kind of activism and I do find it an interesting question although for the research I don't really know yet how I would implement it like would I just follow the journalists basically do research on the journalists or on the issues or how I'm not sure yet but it's uh, it's a topic which somehow fascinates me but I don't know yet so that's one thing where I have to meet more people and yeah have to understand more about it and another thing is that uh, somehow I feel that most of the time in India I'm spending talking to middle class people so people who live similar lives to mine do similar things think similarly speak English and only very little time I actually talk to working class or lower class people like for example the uh, rickshaw drivers, the maids at which work at people's places and clean or whatever, just working class people who usually only speak Hindi, to whom also there are many social barriers so they don't feel so comfortable with me. But I feel like for doing research, somehow I have a desire to understand these lives more to which I have so little access and I get to see so little and understand so little. So sometimes I feel like that it would be interesting to do research with common people from this kind of background. But the problem is I don't really know yet what I would want to look at. So, yeah, I've been thinking about this and uh, then over, yeah, a friend of a friend of a friend, I uh, got in touch with someone who works in a project of SEVA. So SEVA is an organization which uh, connects um women workers in uh, who do informal labor so in the informal sector like uh, who work from home like create uh, yeah do things at home and then sell it or street vendors construction workers maids like basically women workers in who are kind of self-employed more or less and who work like yeah in jobs where there's no fixed contract and uh, yeah where their situations are kind of more precarious. And somehow this would exactly be the group I would like to have more access to. But I, yeah, the problem is I don't exactly know what I'm interested in. So I'm still trying to figure out and trying to bring this desire of mine to talk to more of these people or include them somehow in the research. Yeah, to somehow bring this at peace with whatever topic I'm trying to look for.